0: You're listening to the podcast for Asbury United Methodist Church. Join us every Sunday at 9 a.m. for small groups, 10 a.m. for worship, or anytime at org. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. If you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. If you lend to those from whom you hope to receive what credit is that to you even sinners lend to sinners to receive as much again but love your enemies do good and lend expecting nothing in return your reward will be great and you will be children of the most high for he is kind to the ungrateful and kind to the wicked be merciful just as your father is merciful. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Whether you've read the novel or seen the movie or gone to Dallas and seen the musical, you know the power of this story of Les Miserables, Victor Hugo's story about the uh, 1932, the 1832 Paris uprising. If you're unfamiliar with the story, I do not recommend you reading it now. Uh, the ser- this series is only four weeks, and the novel is like 1,600 pages long, or something like that. Uh, but I would recommend uh, looking at the um, a PBS or LPB did a series uh, not long ago, a couple years ago. It's like a five-part miniseries. It is excellent. It is wonderful. You can only access it if you are LPB passport owners. If you contribute to public television which you all should be doing, yes, as a fan of public television, yeah, uh, you can access it. I highly recommend that uh, to check that out. Nevertheless, it is a fantastic story. And one of the reasons this story has lasted for so long and is so powerful is because each of the characters represent a different ideal. Grace, Jean Valjean represents grace. Javert, the police chief, represents justice. There's also love, there's also revolution, there's also poverty, that great human invention. And ultimately, hope. So what does it look like when grace and justice occupy the same place at the same time? How can you have both revolution and hope and peace occupying the same place at the same time. That's what this story is about, is how we wrestle with understanding grace and justice at the same time, love and revolution at the same time, peace and war. Is it possible to have a just war? We begin with the character of Jean Valjean, uh, arguably the main character of this great story. Uh, He uh, stole a loaf of bread And was sentenced to five years hard labor. He stole bread to feed his sister's family. Five years hard labor. He eventually served 19 years in prison because he kept trying to escape. So 19 years of hard labor, he is in prison. When he is released, he has to present papers saying that he is a thief and he is a criminal. So no one gives him anything. I'm glad a lot has changed since 1832, Right? No one gives him anything. They're afraid of him. He is a thief. He is a criminal. He has to present this in every town, in, in which every town he arrives. And then he becomes desperate. Even the dogs chase him out of cities. And he finds his way to the home of Monsieur Bienvenu, the priest. Bienvenu because he is hospitable. He is welcoming. It's like when you come into Louisiana, you see the sign, Bienvenue à Louisiane, yeah? Monsieur Bienvenue is his name, as he is known. And not only does this priest give him food, but he invites him into his home. Here, have a seat at our table. Let us break bread together. And what does Jean Valjean, this criminal, do to such, uh, how does he respond to such an amazing offering of grace? But he sneaks out in the middle of the night and steals all of his silver, <laughs> He's apprehended, and he is brought back to the priest. And the police say, hey, we found him. He stole all of your silver. What say you? And what does the priest say? He goes, oh, my friend, I gave this to you as a gift, and you left so quickly you forgot this too. And he picks up two candlesticks, two silver candlesticks, and hands them to him He goes, you left so quickly you forgot all of the gift. And he thanked the police for doing their job and dismissed them. But then he leans into Valjean and says, use this silver to become a good man. And in the musical, he sings this really great line. He goes, I have bought your soul for God. I have bought your soul for God. And that gives Valjean a bit of an identity crisis. Everywhere he has gone, and for the last 20 years, he has been told who he was. He has been told that he is not worth it. He has been told that he is a thief. He's been told that he's a criminal. To the point that when he experiences grace, he goes right back to stealing. I have bought your soul for God. Why would he steal? I don't know what it's like to be in prison for 20 years to be so calloused that even kindness is hard to hear. Not long after he leaves, he's not done. The musical presents that that Valjean was a a completely changed man and he has this wonderful song that he sings and, and he's completely redeemed and he becomes a hero. And this is why the book is important. The book treats this differently. The book treats redemption, I think, much more honestly The peaks and valleys of what it means to truly become changed, because immediately after leaving the priest, immediately after being apprehended and, and forgiven, but he steals a silver coin from a traveler, which then sets the police chief Javert on his case. He just can't let it go. He's been redeemed, he has been forgiven, but he's not yet healed. And friends, you and I, as human beings, we are messy. <laughs> You're messy, I'm messy. All of us have a silver coin that we are wrestling with. Even in the midst of forgiveness, even in the best of times, there's still that healing that we need. For God is unkind to the great, to the ungrateful and the wicked. Well, thank God. <laughs> I remember when we watched this uh, several years ago. Uh, we watched parts of it with the family. I don't recommend watching the entire thing with kids because there's a lot of explaining to do as you're watching, um, watching the movie. We watched a portion of it. And Anna Lee, I love this, Anna Lee, uh, she said, Wait a minute, the priest lied. As a father, you think I'd be equipped to answer that. As a father and a pastor, you think I'd be equipped to answer that. Yeah, no, yes, you're right, the priest lied. Through deception, a man was forgiven. Theologians for years have wrestled with, what does it mean to tell the truth? Some, like St. Augustine, would say the truth is the truth and the lie is a lie. You know, does this make me look fat? Yes. <laughs> right? <laughs> Augustine was single. So, 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 so several... Theologians have wrestled. So what what does it mean to tell that? what what does it mean to, you know, Anselm and and Aquinas, you know, they had nuanced approaches to this. Bonhoeffer, I think, gets very, very close. Bonhoeffer was a German theologian uh, during the Third Reich, uh, and he died under Hitler's regime. Truth-telling is not the conveyance of fact, it is that which is life-giving. It is offering what is life-giving. For example, if I am hiding Jews and a Nazi officer knocks on my door and asks me if I'm hiding Jews, I'm going to lie. And that's not breaking a commandment. Truth-telling is offering that which is life-giving. I think Bonhoeffer gets close to what this means. So yes, the priest lied. And it changed Valjean's life. Over time, it wasn't immediate. Can it be immediate? Sure, I suppose. All things are possible through Christ who strengthens me. But for the rest of us, it rings so true how Paul, the Apostle Paul, talks about sin. He talks about sin as it makes me do the things I don't want to do. And it makes it incapable for me to do the things I want to do. And therefore, I am in need of healing. Salvation means to be holistically healed. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to those of us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For those of us who are being saved, I hope that is good news to you. For those of us who are being saved, I hope. That is peaceful. Once saved, always saved? Yes, yes, sure. Christ's suffering death and resurrection reveals that God, in the divine self, will experience death so that we might have life. Whether you believe it or not, Jesus died for you and was raised for you. God will spare no expense for you to know that you are loved. The cross seems foolish to those who seek power and wealth those earthly things fit for monuments that are at one time glorious, but then over time become grotesque. To be saved means to be healed holistically. And are we ever in remission of needing to know what it means to love or to be loved? For example, we've started uh, recently a clergy health initiative uh, here in Shreveport uh, with the help of Centenary College in the Shreveport District of the United Methodist Church. Uh, clergy have access to the Centenary Fitness Center. They have access to a personal trainer, and all we ask them to do is take advantage of it and report back to us in how you feel and how you're doing. Now, the personal trainer, her name is Adair, and she has an app, and she's going to meet with them weekly. She's going to teach them how to move appropriately, how to learn fitness, how to eat well, and all of these things. And as they go, I'm assuming at some point they might be able to teach Adair a thing or two about fitness. As Jesus said in the Gospel of John, those who come after me, my followers, will do greater things than I. As you work out, your mind becomes sharper, your body feels better, and you're not tempted to pick up the bottle or the bag of chips in the same way that you were. It takes time. You learn. You learn what works. You learn what doesn't. That is much more the roadmap of redemption than it is in a moment's notice. Scales fall from my eyes. Is it possible? Yes. And for the rest of us, it takes a lot of work, a lot of sweat, a lot of time. All metaphors break down, but I hope you're picking up what I'm putting down. God, through Christ in the power of the Holy Spirit, is healing us. Not to escape humanity, but to become the humans God is calling us to be. So thank God for divine patience, never-ending grace, and a love that will stop at nothing to be known. The rest of Valjean's story is this struggle of grace and what it means to be healed. Um, He uh, becomes the mayor of a town and and a factory uh, owner, and he becomes very prosperous. And then someone else is arrested, and Javert thinks that he's Valjean. So there's another identity crisis. Do I admit who I am for the sake of this one person, or do I... Do I continue to pretend to be someone else for the sake of all of these factory owners, for the sake of the economy of the town, for the sake of my own power as mayor? Who am I? 24601, right? And he, he admits that he is Valjean. For the, he chose the person over the prophet. He chose the individual who is on trial over the prosperity of his economy. He admits that this man is innocent, and Valjean flees. He flees, and he also searches for a young girl named Cosette because he feels responsible for Cosette's mother's death. That's a whole other story that we'll get into later. He adopts this girl, and she becomes truly the one person he has ever grown to love as a father and a daughter. But then, parents, there comes a day where Cosette... Falls in love with Marius, the student, the revolutionary, the bad boy. And Valjean is upset at this because Cosette wants to leave and she wants to be with Marius. But this is the only person that Valjean has grown to love. So a skirmish breaks out. Do you hear the people sing? And they go and they build barricades and, they and, and and Marius goes to fight and Valjean also goes to the barricade not to fight. The movie and the musical gets this wrong. He's not there for the revolution. He's not there to free the people. He's not there as a supporter of Napoleon or a hater of Napoleon. He's going so that he can see Marius die with his own eyeballs. And Marius is injured. And then there's another identity crisis. Who am I? Do I stay here and watch Marius die so that I can keep my daughter? Or do I save him because my daughter loves him? (sighs) He once again chose the person over his own power and his own authority and his own story. And he drags Marius through the sewers. Victor Hugo makes a point of this being Valjean's personal hell. He's using every ounce of strength to save this young man's life, not because he's been moved to compassion, he just loves his daughter. <laughs> he knows that she loves him, and therefore he has to tolerate him, and he saves his life. Then this brings us to Valjean's final wrestling. At the end of the story, the skirmish is done. He's an old man. His final wrestling is confession. He finally confesses his sins. He confesses who he is. He confesses that he is the dreaded criminal Valjean. But here's the thing. He only communicates his faults. Is that really a confession? Well, confession needs two things. Truth and trust. We must be able to tell ourselves the truth about ourselves. People talk to me all the time about what they're going through, how they have fallen short, but also about their dreams and their future. what they feel called to do. Here's the truth. You're messy. Here's the truth. I'm messy. Here's the truth. You're not alone. Here's the truth. It takes an unspeakable amount of courage to say out loud the things that keep you up at night. Confession is important not because God has his finger on the trigger waiting for you to confess or not because you are perpetually on trial, but because it is an unbinding. It is an unburdening so that you have ears to hear good news. So, I've been going to theme parks for most of my life. I, that's not the confession. <laughs> People are like, "Really, pastor, really? That's oh, It's a hard knock life, you know No. i have been going for years, because I love it. And it's great. And every time we go, I'm the one who carries the backpack, right? Prepared, I have baby wipes, I have protein bars, I have anything and everything that you could ever want. I carry the backpack, I volunteer. I say, I volunteer. So that if anyone needs anything, I'm ready. But that's not really why. I carry the backpack because it's a convenient way to hide your body. When you are barrel-chested, carrying a backpack makes everything just kind of work out. right? No one's paying attention to your figure when you're carrying a backpack. It's heavy, it's burdensome, and it helps you hide. When we went in November,
1: it was the first time in a long time that I didn't carry
0: a backpack. I had to tell myself the truth about myself. I was being insecure and vain at the same time. (laughs) And the realization that no one is thinking about you to the extent that you are thinking about you. So put the backpack down. And again, the truth isn't conveyance of fact, it is offering that which is life given. Sometimes it takes a while to trust that you don't need to always steal the silver coin. Confession needs truth and trust. When Valjean confesses, Marius receives his confession poorly. He denies access to Cosette. He tells everyone that Valjean is nothing but a criminal. And it breaks his heart. He begins to die because of a broken heart. For those hearing confession, we need to hear confession well. I'm not saying you say, "Ah, don't worry about it. Not a big deal. Sometimes it's a really big deal we need to listen with compassion and charity. That doesn't mean that we don't need more conversation or a plan to move forward, but the truth needs trust for the truth to set you free. You have to trust that that confession will be well received or you will keep carrying the backpack. Now, eventually, There was a reconciliation between Valjean and Marius and Cosette. That's a whole other story of how that happened. But the truth comes out that Valjean is a good man, and it's finally revealed. And the last person to discover that Valjean is a good man is Valjean himself. For the entire story, he confessed only his faults because that is all he saw. He did not understand his own goodness. It took his entire life for someone else to reveal, no, but you really are a good man. This is one of the reasons why the last words he speaks are so moving. (laughs) To love another person is to see the face of God. To love another person is to see the face of God. Because he is also saying that to himself. The person he finally had to learn to love was himself. His redemption is complete by the end of the story. Because he finally saw his own goodness. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. If you detest the image in the mirror, that's really hard to do. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. If you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. If you lend to those for whom you hope to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to receive as much again. But love your enemies, even if the enemy is you. Do good. Expect nothing in return. Your reward will be great and you will be children of God. For God is even kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. Let us be merciful, just as our Father is merciful. Let us be our own bienvenue to all those we meet, even if the person in need of healing is the image looking back at us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray.